0: Hello and welcome to the Front Row Movie Reviews Podcast, the podcast for people who actually like movies. And uh, we are doing another episode of our Beyond the Mouse this month. And later on, I actually pre-recorded an interview with a couple of the cast members from the Newsies at the Legacy Theater here in Springfield, Illinois. Fantastic interview. Uh, You should definitely stick around for that. Got to interview Courtney Wick and Owen Beans. Both of them are new to the podcast. It was a great discussion about the show coming up and also the 25th anniversary of the movie The Newsies, of course, starring... Batman himself, Christian Bale. So, really good discussion. Stick around for that. We're going to do a quick recap of news, and, of course, this is Craig, and with me to do this is...
1: Anna! Hey!
0: Hey, so Anna hasn't been on for a while.
1: No, I haven't. It's been a long time.
0: You were busy, like, dancing and stuff. Yeah. She did a a very successful run of Willy Wonka out at the Muni. Fantastic show. Well done.
1: Thank you. We had a lot of fun.
0: You, You had, like... 9,000 children dancing on stage.
1: Just like 40 or so, but we had a good time. It was great. I love those guys.
0: Yeah, for sure. So uh, we're just going to talk quickly about one news item in each of the parks uh, at Walt Disney World and then we're going to get right into the Newsies interview because like I said it's a good one so the first things first you were not on the most recent podcast we did talking with Mary Poppins um, which by the way as the time this releases is still going on at the Muni, so you can catch that as well um, but I just want to get your opinions on first of all happily ever after at Magic Kingdom You've gotten to see it, so what's yeah, your, what's and your I've thoughts?
1: Saw, I've seen a diff, uh, couple different uh, versions of that, and I, I really liked it. I saw one video that was up close, one from afar. Um, honestly, the most impressive to me was I saw a video where it contrasted wishes to Happily Ever After, and I think that really solidified for me what I was thinking all along, which is that Happily Ever After just has so much more to offer. They really have um, the projections, really enhance the show, and just so many more fireworks. Like They just have a really good fireworks show, which is really impressive, and I just really like it. I'm excited to go see it sometime.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I totally agree with you. I, I think that, like I said in the last month's podcast, uh, Happily Ever After maybe doesn't have the story of wishes uh, necessarily, but there is a bit of story there. There's a lot of great technology that went into uh, creating that. So now we're going to head over to Animal Kingdom, and I want to get your thoughts on Pandora, the world of Avatar. Uh,
1: I I have to say I'm not. um, I don't know. I'm just not really excited about it. I don't know if it's just because I'm not a huge Avatar fan. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm anxious to see it someday, but I'm not overly excited. I'm just kind of lukewarm about it just meh yeah
0: no you've never seen avatar have you Mm-mm,
1: no i just i'm not really interested in it so maybe i'll see it
0: even like it coming into the disney parks that didn't necessarily make you
1: Mm-mm. feel like
0: you needed to run out and see the movie
1: no and that's kind of surprising because i've seen a lot of clips on that too and the different rides that they have there um and i'm just i'm still meh okay
0: so fair enough you've seen it in the day you've seen it at night mm-hmm. and still meh Exactly. Now, I mean, I, I will say that our friends that have gone uh, so far have said that it's a completely different experience when you see it in person. Oh, I so, can imagine. I think
1: it's like most things, but...
0: Yeah, so maybe maybe there's still some hope out there for it. But moving right along, uh, there is a rumor that may or may not be confirmed at the upcoming D23 Expo. Uh, which, by the way, Jeremy, towards the end of the Newsies interview, reminded me that Brett Rutherford, uh, Rutherford is going out to D23 and that he had said that he would be kind of a bit of a correspondent for us. So we're really looking forward to talk to Brett once he gets back from California about all the new Disney news, um, and you'll be seeing a Beyond the Mouse that's probably pretty exclusively about D23 coming up in the near future. But one of the rumors going around out there is now that We have all these new shows. We have the Star Wars show in Hollywood Studios. We have uh, Rivers of Light in Animal Kingdom. And, of course, now Happily Ever After taking over for wishes that the only remaining, quote-unquote, old show is Illuminations Mm -hmm. in Epcot. Uh, So the rumor is that Illuminations may not survive to the end of the year, that they may be replacing it. Uh, before before even the, the end of the year happens. So what are your thoughts on the eventual replacement of Illuminations?
1: I think it's time. Or the time. rumored. I mean, I think it's time. It's like looking at some of the video that's on the globe and stuff, it just looks really outdated now. I know that they can do a lot better. So I think if they stick to that same concept and theme, um, I think it will be incredible. What I would miss is if they change the soundtrack at all. Cause it's a beautiful score, and I know our friends like it could be super sad if they changed that soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, for so, sure. Um,
0: well, so you want you want the orchestration to stay the same, but the show to change? That's yeah, kind of interesting. I think they can and I mean, enhance it. I think I could see them pull that off. You know, they've never really used Spaceship Earth uh, as Mm-mm. part of Illuminations. Now you're kind of looking over the Lagoon area, and you can definitely see Spaceship Earth over there with all this projection stuff. Oh, and yeah. they even last year for um, I think for the release of Rogue One or whatever they actually turned Spaceship Earth into the Death Star. So maybe they will incorporate that. That could be cool. Well, I think
1: they'd have to. Yeah, I think that'd be really neat to offer. And why not? Because Spaceship Earth,
0: by else. the way, is the big golf ball. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's it's actually the it, it houses the riot Spaceship Earth. But I think so. that
1: makes sense. What I think is so cool right now about Illuminations though is when they turn each like each country goes dark and then they turn the lights on around the lagoon throughout the show, and I think that's really neat to show the coming together of the country. So I would really hate it if they missed that theme and they didn't they changed it to something different, because I think it's a really important one It kind of sums up all of Epcot. So I would hope that they'd still hold on to that theming and just maybe enhance it a little bit.
0: Totally. Change it up. Yeah, I'm, and, you know, the show is 17 years old, and um, as Brett and I were discussing, actually, uh, through our, our Facebook group, Maybe it's time for something new and something new that's gonna be great. Yeah. You know, everybody was kind of concerned about Happily Ever After. Yeah,
1: I mean other than um like the new frozen Ryan at Epcot, there really hasn't been much new going on there, has there?
0: Well that's the thing, is this D twenty three, the rumor is this is Epcot's turn. Yeah. So right. if you think about it, Magic Kingdom had new fantasy land and that was kind of the first thing that new thing that opened. Um, that whole fantasy land area took a long time to build and then they went over to Animal Kingdom and they built up Pandora. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so now the next park we're going to talk about, good segue, Anna, (laughs) um, is Disney's Hollywood Studios with all of their construction.
1: And how old is Fantasmic?
0: Well, Fantasmic started at Disneyland um, probably in the 90s, I would assume. Um, Somebody out there may be yelling at their their (laughs) listening device right now. Uh, But it came over to... Hollywood Studios, I don't know, probably early 2000s, probably about the same time as Illuminations, Wishes, all those started. Do
1: you think they would keep that as, like, the old show and then keep doing the stuff with the theater, the Grom and Chinese theaters, the new stuff?
0: Uh, see, they. it's interesting because they have that huge area there now mm-hmm. built for Fantasmic. Now, they don't have to necessarily do that, but their nighttime show really should take place on the Chinese theater now right. that they don't have the Sorcerer's hat and, and everything in the way. So I could see them keeping a show that's similar to that. And mm-hmm. then it's just a way the, the shows really at night are a way to get all the crowds into one location so you can start shuffling everybody out at the end of the night. That's really their ultimate goal. So I could see them, if they ever did replace Phantasmic, getting back to uh, a different type of show that would still take place in that that space now before we jump all the way into Hollywood Studios, what I was to finish my thought, um, Epcot is the next on the list from what they 've been saying. Um, it could include things like people have said maybe guardians of the galaxy, maybe some more space themed attractions. Uh, there's permits going up for the gondolas to take you from Caribbean Beach, kind of like a sky train over to, that's not a monorail, um, a sky lift almost over to Epcot. So there's a, there might be a lot of announcements at D23 about Epcot. I, I keep saying D23, sorry, I'm, I'm doing Disney speak, but D23 is the expo for all things Disney. It's basically Comic Con for... Disney, and it only happens once every two years. It's happening, I believe, July 15th through the 17th, Um, so it's coming right around the corner in a couple of weeks. So, last park to talk about, Disney's Hollywood Studios. We've been watching a lot of construction updates. Uh, The other day, I got to see metal frames of AT-ATs being built in Star Wars Land. It looks like they have really gotten going on Toy Story Land, which is supposed to maybe open next summer um, well before Star Wars Land, which will be nice. But we've never really talked about how you feel about these lands being incorporated into Hollywood Studios. uh, What your thoughts are on that? Are you excited about it? Because when we go back, more than likely, these lands will be open.
1: Yeah, well, what I think is interesting is I heard somebody say that they may there's a rumor that they may be expanding the Muppets... A little bit, um, and I've well, we've I'll talk about the other rumor here in a second, but I think that that would be great because they they have that space in between the two, so they're saying if they already have a space in between the new lands that they would just expand Muppets over. Um, but we did just hear recently too that they changed the facade on Muppets, is um, it 4 3D?
0: Uh, Muppet Vision three D. Muppet Vision
1: three D. Yeah, they just changed the facade on there too, um, to where it's the facade that could be easily updated to something else if they sh- if should they get rid of it. It's not
0: very specific to Muppets at all. Exactly.
1: Now. Right. So um, Muppets is what I really like, so I would hope that they would keep that and expand it. And I'm I'm just not a Star Wars fan. I know that that's
0: yeah, not really popular,
1: I but I just don't really care for it. I can see why they're doing it because it absolutely will draw in the crowd, and they need to do it. So I'm. I'm okay with it, but it's not something that's gonna attract me. I'm more of the Sunset Boulevard strip person myself, so um, Yeah, you
0: like the old Hollywood feel of Hollywood Studios. I mean I can see so when Hollywood Studios was developed, it was supposed to be your being placed into the movies, right? Backstage of the movies. Now what they're doing is they're taking their most popular properties from the movies and making this theme park. Based off of their most popular properties, like Pixar, because Pixar Place is already back there now. There's going to be mm-hmm. Toy Story Land. You've got Star Wars Land. If they ever did reacquire the the rights to Marvel, maybe they build onto Hollywood Studios in the other direction and, and add in Marvel. Um, of course, Universal Orlando kind of has them in a chokehold with some of those characters, mm-hmm. but but yeah, I mean. I I see it both ways, and I really do like the old Hollywood stuff. I would be really sad if they got rid of Tower of Terror uh, at the end of Sunset Boulevard, because I I love turning the corner and seeing that. that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I think that they could have it a little bit both ways, because they will have these more grand entrances into Star Wars Land and Toy Story Land.
1: So, yeah,
0: I'd be okay with that, so okay, well, that's our quick recap of everything that's happening in the parks. I would be remiss since we are a podcast about movies. If I didn't talk about the recent controversy and change of directors for the Han Solo film, um this is something that Anna probably has little to no interest in, and so it might just be me blathering here for a couple of minutes, but and maybe this won't surprise many people. In the, this story, of course, I think everyone's seen it by now, with three weeks left to go in filming principal photography, um, Kathleen Kennedy and Disney removed the directors uh, of Lord and Miller from the Han Solo film, which they had uh, jokingly called Red Cup, which I think is real funny. Do you get it?
1: Mm-mm. Red Solo. Oh, Sol- Solo Cup.
0: Red Solo Cup. I'm yeah, Solo, okay. I got
1: it.
0: Any, okay. Anyway... Um as we mentioned before on this podcast, Anna didn't know if his name was Hans <laughs> Olo. Hans Olo or Hans Olo, I mean, so
1: it was an honest question when it's the new like we had a newborn and coming <laughs> like, <"Tubbing>
0: some slack. <laughs> okay, anyway, so uh real quick, I maybe not surprisingly am siding with Disney on this whole controversy. According to the reports and the things that have been coming out, um, Lord and Miller, obviously when Disney hired them, they knew that they were these slapstick comedic, comedic directors. They had done the Lego movie, very successful. Uh, 21 Drum Street. That franchise has taken off because of them. But so I get that you, you expect a bit of improv, a bit of slapstick. But from the reports that are coming out, they were just j- joking around on set. They basically threw away the script they were not working nearly as fast as disney was wanting them to do so i think in that instance you are allowed to remove a director i mean i i understand why the studio did that um there's also reports that alden ehrenreich han solo himself was the one that went to kathleen kennedy and said hey these guys are messing around way too much um which if he did that's great for him because he's a pretty young actor, so to be able to have the tenacity to to call out the directors like that I, i give him a lot of credit for that um so of course the person that's coming in to sort of right the ship is ron howard and when you're talking about great filmmakers, look at some of the things that Ron Howard has done, uh, particularly Apollo 13. I actually liked the Angels and Demons and Da Vinci Code movies. Uh, he did Rush a couple of years ago. I, it just goes on and on and on, the the movies that he has had a hand in. I think that he will be a great calming influence. And from what I've read the, the first thing that happened when he was announced, all of the cast gave a standing ovation to the news. So I think that they were ready for it, too. He's going to have a lot of leverage to finish principal photography and then do all the reshoots and hopefully get this, this movie back on track. I explained it to my good friend Brian from After the Hype like this. Disney has not disappointed me yet. So until they do, I'm not going to question their judgment. Um, they've made all the right decisions when it comes to the Marvel films. I really enjoyed Force Awakens and Rogue One. Uh, they continue to make good decisions with their live-action Disney properties. I enjoyed Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella. I didn't particularly care for Alice in Wonderland, but that's because I'm not a Tim Burton guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know if I can count that against them. But until Disney really screws this up, which maybe they will, and Han Solo... Uh, I just don't have a reason to question their judgment at this moment. Yeah. Fair?
1: That's super fair.
0: Alright, so that's our new segment for this episode, and like I said, we're going to jump you right into a discussion with Owen and Courtney about the Newsies coming up at The Legacy in Springfield. I really hope you enjoy it, and you'll get to hear it right after this break. Hey there! We're Dungeons & Dragons. Quick, what do we do here? We're going to roll some dice.
2: Make some terrible jokes. Toss in a wacky inflatable arm flailing tube, man, and you've got a party!
1: It's so much pun! Sorry about that.
2: Yeah. We're Dungeons & Dragons, a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast where we are building a world through the collaborative storytelling that is Dungeons & Dragons. We like to have fun,
1: laughs, thrills, and adventure. Join us by subscribing to Dungeons & Dragons through iTunes or wherever you download podcasts.
2: Find us at dumbdragons.com.
0: The Disney themed podcast from the Front Movie Reviews. Uh, today we're going to talk about actually a movie that's celebrating its 25th anniversary. Yay! Twenty five years old. You are. It just means Christian Bale is super old. So oh, we have uh, with us some really special guests. But before we get to the special guests, let's introduce the boss. The Jeremy special, Gechner yes. is now with me. And, yeah. of course, this is Craig. I'm still hosting. You heard me and Anna uh, just a few minutes ago. Yeah, they've established. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, Jeremy, how are you doing today? It's been okay. a while since you've been on a Beyond the Mouse. Show. Yeah, I don't even remember the last time. But Probably Beauty and the Beast, Despite
2: that, you've been doing pretty good, though. Okay. So I'm, I'm Despite just, uh, the fact that you're, you're not here <laughs> to hold my hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you haven't fired me yet, so that's great. Not yet. So, Still uh, working on cause. Let's <laughs> start with our two awesome guests. First... Uh, they're both involved in the Legacy Theater in Springfield, Illinois. It's a production of the Newsies, a, a regional premiere, right? Yeah. So that's um, yes. pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Correct. And we'll get all the details about that here in a little bit. But I want to introduce the two of you first. And I'll go with Courtney first. Courtney, I have, to, I have to say, <laughs> is one of the funniest and most honest people I've ever met in my life. Yep. Uh, she blogs true. and does these reviews that are just absolutely incredible. So I, I can't wait to hear her opinion on <laughs> Newsies
3: uh, dance for me puppet <laughs> you have a blog oh well I did I can't use it right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I need to see this. Okay, I'm trying to get it right. So, make okay, on Facebook. The president in some way. Come on. You know, me on. I need this in my It's in contract. <laughs> because oh, yeah. she's that good of a writer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, Courtney Wick. And what's funny about this is I, I kind of assumed that maybe your husband would have been on this podcast first, but he hasn't been on yet because he also loves Disney and listens to Illuminations to go to bed at night. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's pretty
2: we awesome. We
3: have Disney a few times together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He talks about this podcast a lot. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, well, shout story. out to Ian. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, so, uh Courtney, thanks for
0: coming on. Uh, yeah. What part do you play at The Legacy?
3: I am metal Larkin. Nice. I am the vaudeville, busty, body, <laughs> <laughs> classic Courtney Wick part. <laughs> and I sort of take in all of these newsboys, these half orphaned, trying to strike. And. Um, I sing a great song and then I leave and I come back in the end. <laughs> <That's> awesome. It's <laughs> the ideal it's stage idea, part. No, it's the ideal role for me. I like an hour and a half to eat dinner.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you get to get one of the final bows. So exactly. it all works it's out just perfect. so well. Perfect. You're doing way less work than the guy next to you, that is and exactly you're getting works. just the amount same amount of credit. So yes. you win. Exactly. You win the
3: newsies. I know exactly who to audition for. Not Jack Kelly. So. <laughs> the guy who
0: loses the newsies yeah. is. Our-
3: It's our next guest. So, uh,
0: (laughs) Owen, I've known for a few years, and we actually, uh, we were crows together in Wizard of Oz at the Muni. (laughs) Since that time, since that time, one of us has traveled the country performing in all sorts of theater companies, (laughs) and then the other one is me. (laughs) The other one started a podcast.
3: (laughs) 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 We can talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: so, Owen uh, is incredibly talented, and I want you to kind of talk a little bit, uh, first of all, who you're playing in, in The mm-hmm. Legacy, and then also, I wanted to ask you about, like, what you've been up to the last few years, because it's been pretty cool, like, you okay. had some good experiences Yeah, well. I've had some fun. Yeah, I'm uh,
2: playing Jack Kelly, he is the um, charismatic leader of the Newsboys, <sighs> no well thanks <laughs> the character not always <laughs> um <laughs> okay um and uh, he's the one who kind of decides that these uh, newsboys aren't going to take the price increases on the paper that they need to have a say. So he decides to form a union and go on strike until the newspaper
0: owners lower the price of their papers again. That's awesome. And so what have you been up to the last... Because are you an equity actor at this point? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. We're important. Okay. We've okay, some, some of the
2: points with how that all works. Come gotcha. on, equity. Uh, this, yeah, if anybody you know. deserves it, this kid does. Come on. <laughs> Thank you. Um um, I, let's see, graduated college in 2014, and directly after that I went to Indiana and did a, um, season of summer stock at a little theater there, a theater that, um, John Belushi had his first professional acting job, That's so. Cool.
3: That's Very awesome. Cool. can
2: say, well, only one of us can <laughs> say that now, but, you know, um. <laughs> And then after that, I was in Dallas, Texas for a few months, I got married, I did a couple shows there, and then in March of 2015, we moved to New York City, and cool. that's where I've been the last couple of years, and I've done uh, did a bunch of children's theater at one company and a national tour of one of the shows, and then... I did a pretty extended sit-down in Reno, Nevada at a casino doing Rock of Ages for about uh, three, four months, That's which That's awesome. Was and what was your... Blast. Were you Stacey Jacks? I was or? Drew. You were Drew.
0: the younger guy. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. That was the younger fun. guy. That makes sense. So, so yeah.
2: So, and my question would be, uh-huh. why, why haven't you done anything since you left
0: college? man? What's holding
2: you back? You lazy oh, bum. <laughs> oh, no. I just, I just have no drive. Yeah. You <laughs> know,
0: nothing.
2: Well, I'd just rather sit and listen to podcasts. So, just in case... I do my free time, Just
0: in case they listen to this episode, I wanted to also point out that your family is like the nicest, uh, they're the nicest group of people that exist in this world. Because your mom and no, I had a true. great conversation with the Muni last year, um, and then your dad, like, if you want to be pumped up about a show, <laughs> talk to Rich Beans you about Rich it. Beans. Because he, I remember we did White Christmas for STC and he came up and he was just like, this is such a lovely Christmas gift you're giving <laughs> to the community. <laughs> and then, like Most people, you would think that that's a bunch of bullshit that they're telling you that, but, but he means it. He's like, sincere. Sincere. He, does. he is so sincere. There
2: were, there were and some then, people he talked to in Reno after the show that he'd go away and they would turn to me with tears in their eyes and be like, Did you hear what he said? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'd also like to point out, maybe we were going to get to this, but uh, that um, dad is also yes, in this yes. show with us. I also want to. Rewind back to where we said the thing about Courtney, the guy next to her has done more work against about that's not true, because that's my dad, and he's got the easy track. <laughs> <laughs> he's in three so that's real, though. He was so
3: nice. I was in the audience and he told me all this nice stuff about me. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, Will you be my dad? <laughs> and then like even
0: laughing. your your sisters are fantastic, and your brother that looks like you have talked to him like once, but he seemed cool. So <laughs> I mean, really, like you've got you know, a pretty uh, stellar family I have to tell the story well hey Sarah
2: Sarah and I were in Into the Woods with Owen uh, mm-hmm. a long time ago it seems like now seven yeah. years ago yeah. and he has a twin brother named Oliver mm-hmm. and one night he was backstage visiting and Sarah like saw him just in his regular clothes like ten minutes before the show starts and she like got on him and she was like why aren't you in your costume and it wasn't until after the show that she figured out that you were twins yeah. and so we she was just, sent him in first see if that may happen. I love that. It's was it was just funny. Great. But also, that. Rich is Sarah's, like, best friend. So after <laughs> their South Pacific run last year, so. Yeah, yeah.
0: And based on uh, the, the the stellar career of your predecessor from the movie, <laughs> Batman 2035. Yes. Right, let's yes. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Bruce Wayne, yeah, right. we got to put a little gray in your hair, yeah. and you're you're ready to go. So, uh, no, so so glad to have you guys here. Let's talk about the legacy production for just a minute, because we want to make sure people go out and see this show. If you're Absolutely. in the Springfield, Illinois area, even if you're not, drive in and see this show. I think it's going to be fantastic. One of the things I wanted to note was that you have a pretty special choreographer, right? So, can you um, explain who that is and what his role has been in the in the show? Yeah.
3: Well, I met him just about one time. I, I'm like okay. I'm, I'm a what, I'm what call, an adult non-dancer. <laughs> so my dance break is my hands go up and down. So, perfect. But he was his name's Chaz. Chaz Walcott? Walcott, yeah. Walcott. And he was delightful the very few times that I spoke with him. But Excellent.
2: Um yeah, I I'd probably spent a lot more time with yeah, him. Yeah, for um, Sure yeah chaz was in the national tour of newsies so um the the filmed version of the stage show that they released a couple months ago he's in that he did the show yeah for about two years and um so knows it backward and forward and it's just an incredible resource to have to um choreograph some of the numbers but then also um also help with the overall direction of it, of just, you know, the team knows how this show should go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really exciting, too, of it not being... Just watching his knowledge of the show that wasn't coming from a well. This is how we did it in the tour, so we should do it this way. Um, but no, knowing how to still like tell that same story and tell it as well, mm-hmm. but not directly
0: copy. Yeah. Been, so he, really he, cool hasn't, he hasn't just like copied and pasted. He's kind no. of adapting it to exactly because the legacy stage is considerably smaller than what it he would is. have been working. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, like it's it's a it's a really tiny stage, but it, it can provide some really cool performances. One mm-hmm. of the best shows I've ever seen was "Songs for a New World" that uh, Sarah was in yeah. uh, on that stage fantastic show Mm -hmm. so I do love that little theater
2: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah he um it was interesting too there are a few things that he would be able to talk about that had bugged him for two years of it
0: that he didn't think made
2: sense and he's like great yeah, he's, this is my opportunity to, <laughs> I have to yeah, change it <laughs> change
0: that's it. excellent uh, also yeah. he was just recently on so you think he can dance right or he's still
2: on he's
3: it, still on
0: yeah. it. So,
2: yeah. his audition just got released right yeah he, the episode Very aired cool. Monday and he yeah. got yeah. his oh, man, he was probably under tight lip right
3: Yeah, he didn't say anything until
2: his audition tape they released it on their official Facebook channel and it's so,
0: like, you can just see the joy in his face as he's dancing. uh, I'll remind Jeremy of this when it posts, but we'll put the link to the video in the comments. Yeah, definitely. So just go check that out on our Facebook page, the our Movie Reviews. Um, And also, what else do you want to tell me about this show? Tell me about some of the other local actors that are involved or just how the production's going along. I know you guys are probably putting in some long hours right now, (laughs) getting ready for this show to open on July 7th. Mm
3: -hmm. Yes there's just, <laughs> just a lot of moving pieces not only moving humans because they're moving a lot and very quickly the newsies and they're just doing backflips and all kinds of crazy things on stage and aerials and things I can't imagine sure. and it looks really painful <laughs> and you know I'll find a few injuries here and there but also just the way that the scent is Constructed and what you do for Newsies, it's like it feels like the entire thing is constant and constantly in motion.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, like this larger erector set. Yes, it's like
3: it's with the set spinning. and the people. It's just totally. constantly spinning. Oh, That's yes. what it feels like. <laughs> and it and it's it's something I haven't really seen in Springfield before. That type of thing. So I'm really excited. Yeah. That's cool. Yes, and I get to watch it. I'm lucky that I get you know I have like quite a significant break in between yeah. my first and when I come back. And I watch it every night. And every night I'm like. I just stand there, and I'm I'm mesmerized. I'm like, this is going to be so great. (laughs) And I know that people are going to love it. So... Mm -hmm. I don't know.
0: Come, That's excellent. Yeah, one it. of the things that Scott, really, the owner of the theater, really specializes in is that spectacle. I mean, he's he's yes. big into Disney. Uh, mm-hmm. He loves yes. Disney, loves Disney a lot. And we'll get you so, on eventually, like, Scott. Yes. For, <laughs> for instance, um, they did Mary Poppins, was that last year? Two years ago. Two years yeah. ago now. And just the amount of special effects that went into that and, like, just the, the little things that happened on stage were just super magical. And, well, and you know, some of the props they used in
2: their their, their version of the show were the actual movie props. Which is yeah. incredible. Yeah, yes. That, yes. That's he owns, so he's kind of collectors of that That's so stuff. Cool. Scott, <laughs> Scott's a genius. I mean mm-hmm. like he—oh,
0: yeah. only way to describe him. No he, He's a savant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like an artistic savant. So I'm really excited to go see this show. I'm uh, very excited about it. We have a show actually out at the Muni that will be kind of budding up uh, against some of your weeks. So I'll have to come towards the beginning because I'm in my uh, Christmas. Uh, so. Oh yeah. yeah which opens, so okay. do you, you need to fight now? Uh, or? Yeah. Story style. Let's do it. Um, Dance
3: fight. No, there's enough local theater.
0: Enough local theater to go around. Enough yes. talent to go around. It's and great. You could see yes. newsies if you really wanted to make a day. You could go see newsies at your matinee, right? You mm-hmm. have a Sunday that's matinee, funny. and then go straight out to the Muni. That's what I'm to probably we're gonna have to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're
3: doing for yeah. probably White Christmas too. Excellent. Well, yeah. you better keep the on life TV. of the
0: performer. <laughs> so, thank you guys again for coming on. One last question before we start. Diving into this movie, mm-hmm. asked of every guest on the podcast. Oh, yes. Courtney, what's your favorite movie?
3: Of all time.
0: Yeah. Of all time. Dis- movie we Disney don't prep. Movie. No, movie. movie. We, don't we don't prep these. So, oh we, like, my we like to put you guys on the spot. My
3: favorite movie. <laughs> of Some
0: people all rattle time. off like 65 of them. So, I mean, we're okay <laughs> with that. There's no real rules here. Kind of hot and loose here on the podcast. So.
3: Oh, my gosh. This is driving me crazy. Okay. <laughs> I think my favorite.
0: Newsies, right?
3: It's not Newsies. <laughs> I know one thing I'm a spit
0: all, all over, <laughs> and I have my little Disney Resort mug. I, I don't know if you noticed oh, this oh and God, I'm drinking out of. I was seeing that the
3: other day. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Hope cup. That's excellent. I don't want to mess this up because I feel like it's like. Really, wait, do you know your favorite movie of all time? Yeah. So, okay, so you're, you're passing to okay. away. Wait, I just okay. gotta, it. gotta we're think. We're I gotta passing.
2: think. Okay. Return of the King. Heck, no, yes Yeah, man what? No question That's You're the first person put- <laughs> to
0: use all of the rings <laughs> No way No, you're the first Who person Who you have all this thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you should listen sometimes, Owen <laughs> uh, then, then that would be good Fantastic. Uh, a couple uh, times oh, Fantastic Eleven so got, Academy Awards Come on Just, just to recap, uh, Courtney to help you out We've got Return of the King Not Mine <laughs> is Dead Poets Society and Jeremy's is Singing Singin in, the in the Rain Singing in the
3: Rain so, <sighs> Oh, I love Singing in the Rain Although I'm going to have to say
2: What? <laughs> How have you never Excuse seen me? right? I know it's really weird. <laughs> you, anomaly. you sing I'm and disgusting. dance for a living, man. I know. I know.
3: This is a very cliche type of girly movie. And I'm not generally that person, but When Harry Met Sally is Hell probably... Hell yeah! Uh, a rough. solid <laughs> movie. I'm in the right We haven't crap. done that
0: for flashbacks yet. We need oh. to have you on. It is, we, it is uh, performing very we
2: well on Lewis Harris' 80s bracket right now. Yeah, it So, is, so.
3: probably seen it close to 100 times.
0: So. That's excellent. That's excellent. <laughs> Time well, well spent. Guys, let's dive right into the movie. So uh, I'm sure that everyone has seen this beloved movie, but if you have not, it, it revolves around the Newsy strike of 1899. Real life thing. It Real is life it event. It, okay, so this is where, not in the Disney <laughs> sense. Like they kind of gloss it up a bit. But. It says at the very beginning it's of the like, movie, this, this is based on actual events, and that's a that's a little bit of a. Yeah. <laughs> <Conscious>, <laughs> yeah. did, it, did it happen? Yes. Was it at all like this? No. Uh, there but, was no singing. They didn't dance <laughs> and sing in the streets. I mean, they didn't dance and sing <laughs> I feel in the like streets. That would be an effective protest. Um, they didn't really win. Uh, I mean, they they kind of won. Actually, I just listened to a great podcast about this called the Dollar. And Courtney, you would love these guys. It's I like a know, comedy podcast. It's almost like Drunk History on a podcast. Perfect. And nice. um, <laughs> they were going through, and they they covered the whole event. And I just started listening to the end. And, like, they got their they did get some money back on the papers that they were reselling to the publisher, but they didn't lower the 60 cent in uh, real life. They actually went to 60 cents oh. and stayed there. So kind of in the musical and in the movie, they, they sort of gloss over that. They yeah. sort
2: of make yeah, it seem... I mean, seem they always like just they kind
0: won. of say we won. So, you
3: well, know,
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's that
2: song where it's like, here's the new rules,
3: kids. <laughs>
2: <laughs> thing, there is a character in the movie called Kid Blink that mm-hmm. has an eye patch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not in the stage show. But kid, the real life Kid Blink is who Jack Kelly is more so based on. Oh, okay, yeah, there's a whole part a patch, where yeah. eventually Jack, in both the movie and the show, um, kind of gets paid off to try to mm-hmm. stop the strike. But then eventually he renegs on it and you know joins the newsboy and we fight to the finish. Uh-huh. Well, real Kid Blink took the money and went back. <laughs> to, uh, went back to oh, of that course, yeah. so, so oh, you'll be bringing course. this into your performance, clearly, That's
3: right? So interesting. <laughs> I yeah, didn't know any of
2: that. It's yeah. be a sad ending. It's yeah, well, so there's depressing. actually on the on the DVD of this uh, movie, like when mm-hmm. the one that Disney actually released, they have a great little behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously it's one of those great like behind the scenes Disney documentaries mm-hmm. where like the actors are taking you through and everything, but that actually talk about that a Mm -hmm. little bit, how, you know, the real Jack Kelly had an eye patch and, you know, like was a little bit rougher than Christian Bale gets to perform him as. But
0: (laughs) yes. And of course, as I alluded to this movie, uh, was it the acting debut or must have been a very young Christian Bale? (laughs) It wasn't his acting debut. Empire of the Sun, I think, was his acting debut. But
3: it was early. But he
0: did have one hell of a... New York newsies accent. Which uh, can I put you guys on the spot? Can I hear your newsies accents? Are you doing that for the show?
3: Oh God! Yeah, we're doing newsies accents for the show. What is not a like and say? I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to think of one of my you're lines. Buy me a question, burger? Buy me a burger. That's awesome. Or you I gotta say that. papes. How many times do you guys say, say papes? I don't ever have to say papes. Go
1: on your mind? just strike. I <laughs> <have to> say You like that.
0: excellent. That's <laughs> excellent. So, what we'll do is go straight into Straight into some of the characters And I kind of want to focus on. There's so many ensemble pieces in this. I want to focus on Christian Bale and David Moscow for sure. That's Jack and David. And then also, I want to talk about Robert Duvall's absolutely over-the-top performance oh, man. of Pulitzer. Um, <laughs> what and is then he doing? Uh, maybe a couple others. Obviously, we want to talk about uh, Meta as well because Obviously. why not? And uh, Margaret? We'll we'll Margaret, we'll be Meta, and we'll talk about Meta. Okay. Oh my nice. yes. So let's talk about Christian Bale at first. Uh, I think he does an excellent job in this movie. Really, I I like his portrayal of Jack. He he has a dance break in Santa Fe that really. Kind of shows off his uh, his dance prowess. I mean, it's not like yeah, amazing. don't expect that for me.
2: <laughs> I just want I just want everybody to go watch that dance break and just realize that this is Batman. Who <laughs> says Batman doesn't have heart and soul? Okay, yeah. like he dances his he dances his ass off.
3: He was once quoted as saying they were talking about him being a newsies, and he was once quoted as saying those were dark times. <laughs> dark times. While the Broadway
2: show was going, people like asked him, "So have you gone to Cena? What do you think?" And he was straight up like, "I don't like him." <laughs> like, I wish them the best, but no, you're not going to catch me dead there. Right. Well, and I, I'm glad you actually brought that up because in that same documentary on that DVD, they actually talk about how, you know, he was such a, like, they could tell early on that his work ethic was, like, so crazy as an actor because they say he would be practicing that dance for, like, hours and hours and mm-hmm. hours when everybody else was sleeping. Like, you right. know, like, he would, he would just be on that street, that set, just
0: practicing that time after time so he could get it right. And years and, later, he would go off on a lighting grip because... Uh,
3: <laughs> good for good you! Good for you! <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> sorry, Christian. Love you, man. I know you listen to this podcast, Batman.
2: No, Actually, his singing voice is fine. He's, okay. he's not going to be fine. on Broadway. It's movie, but movie but
0: fine. It's well, movie fine. And that's what I was going to say. Uh, that's I a know, good phrase. This might kill Christy Lazaridis a little bit because this is her favorite movie. But I... Totally prefer the musical to the movie, and part of that's because of the singing that Jack does. I mean, I'm I'm ex- I'm assuming that you're going to be absolutely brilliant. Uh, but uh, the I love the songs. <laughs> Courtney, <you know? laughs> I like that face. Uh,
3: no, you're wonderful. No, but yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I just like how I like
0: how the story moves more in the musical, um, but. Christian Bale as Jack Kelly is not the reason why I don't particularly care for the, the movie as a whole. I think it's just a little bit long, can probably be mm-hmm. cut down a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as his performance goes, he does a great job as Jack Kelly. And I think it's a very even-keeled uh, look at it. And he plays that that hero throughout, especially when he goes through that dark... Dark period of trying to like get bought out, or, or he's nice gonna have to go. He's yeah. gonna have yeah. to go to he's jail. A suit. It's a dark period of suits.
3: <laughs> and they start calling him
0: cowboy uh, randomly, but I think overall, I really enjoy Christian Bale's performance in this movie. Yeah, that's uh, one thing I do
2: particularly like about the movie is the. um Kind of a cowboy routine. of it. and That's uh, not so much part of the stage no, show. get rid of that oh, a little. And man. I'm trying to. It, it gets mentioned a couple times. Uh huh. Um, but it's definitely something I'm trying to keep in the back of my head at all times to kind of inform the performance. So not oh, something yeah. that might necessarily showcase, but it, but it's helpful to me to think of think of that um, that drive to my character as well. Mm. Even though it's not as explicit in the um, script of the yeah. show.
3: You know, from a female perspective, growing up, I think this was probably the first musical I saw. Yeah. Because I saw it in theaters. Okay. Oh wow. I'm old. <laughs> and well, and she, I would have been six. Yeah. I, yeah. I was yeah
2: zero. Yeah, I was five. I, born, yeah. I was four. <laughs> <born>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was four. zero. Nineteen ninety two. 92, 92. 92 yeah. yeah. So
3: I was ten, and I remember, and I remember watching Ooh. it. And I, other than like Disney, like uh, cartoons. You know, I think it was one of the first musicals I saw, and when you're a ten-year-old girl watching Christian Bale <laughs> dance and sing, I. I thought he was excellent <laughs> like, I mean I was in love with him and everyone in that movie like my, my whole and I I feel like I thought maybe that's what all musicals were going to be like a bunch of men yeah. dancing and singing turns out it was a lot of women <laughs> it's really
0: Hard, hardly any. <laughs> it's, usually when it's, there's it's, guys they just yeah. have them stand around the bar yeah, and yeah, exactly. dancing on this is nearly yeah. as hot as I thought it was going to be <laughs> <Yeah.
3: Exactly. laughs> so now that's my audition for this show and here I am <laughs> excellent I
0: finally made it excellent um any other comments on Jack Kelly, Christian Bale? No, I mean like he's he. You're, I, the
2: cowboy motif is there. You see, you see the the beginnings of an amazing actor starting, and you yeah. can even mm-hmm. see it in this movie. I mean, like he he's totally committed, and like that cowboy motif, he owns it, and you really feel like Santa Fe isn't just a place he wants to go. Like in the musical, you're right, it kind of feels like ah, oh, you know, I found a brochure for Santa yeah, Fe, yeah. And does like, be- but in the movie, he really he, he's fixated on Santa mm-hmm. Fe. You know, he's convinced that's where his better life is going right. to be, and so. So, you know, it's, you can see why he's an Academy Award-winning actor now, even in, even in this early
0: work. Yeah. Um, and so let's move into the guy that I didn't particularly care for, uh, which is David. <laughs> How uh, dare you, sir. David yeah. Moscow, who, you know, for some reason or another, like for all Christian Bale did to to capture that New York accent – Uh, David's the one where, to me, it just completely falls apart. Kevin Costner did Yeah, I mean, it was just like (laughs) he was trying real, real hard. And, I mean, he was a younger kid when this came up, but uh, David's kind of the – The one that he kind of, that Jack sort of takes under his wing Mm -hmm. and brings along uh, as the story goes, and almost kind of ends up being more of the hero of the story, the moral center of the story, because he never leaves the Newsies, Mm -hmm. as opposed to when Jack uh, does disband from the Newsies for a little bit. But uh, any particular thoughts on David's performance as David? I I always hate Uh. it when an actor's name is the character's name, (laughs) but.
3: Is he still an actor? Um,
2: yeah, he's still. So, well, I mean, obviously his big claim to fame was Young Josh and Big. Um, if oh. everybody remembers that, but um, um. I, I don't think I don't think he's doing much now. Uh, <laughs> his last acting credit was 2015 with oh. a short, so I, okay. I'm guessing he's not doing much anymore. But um, in terms of on screen, but you know he's he's interesting. I mean, he definitely kind of gets, gets dwarfed by Christian Bale, and rightfully so. And I still do love, though, I think his finest acting comes from that first interaction that Jack and David have at the newsstand, where they're getting their papers, and he's there for the first time, and Jack's, like, just trying to be the wise guy with him and everything, mm-hmm. he's trying to, like, stay straight-laced. Like, no, he's no, no, work. Yeah, go, exactly. Go he's, he's actually got some pretty good reactions there. Like, I love how he pulls his hand away from the spit shake, and, like, it's, mm-hmm. it's I don't know, but he's, he's okay. And, again, he does movie singing fine. I mean, yeah. Seize the Day isn't exactly, you know... It's not as good as it is in the musical, but... Well, they definitely cleaned
0: up a lot. Carry Your Banner, uh, Carry the Banner, um, Seize the Day. All those major songs from this film, they really cleaned up a lot for the yeah. musical, yeah. And, which is why you should go see it at the Legacy. <laughs> That's true. July 7th. A lot more slick. July 7th. Damn right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, you guys have any impressions of him? Um... Well, he was my least
3: favorite Okay I I'm, I'm glad that I'm not alone I, in that No, he was no. He was lacked in charm Okay I remember everyone was, yes, I mean, like, that's what it like, was I remember Spot Collins The movie I thought he was so cute Collins like, uh-huh. the seemed, man. He seemed like so cool And then yeah. Jack was so cool And then I was like Davey, lame Like get off the screen <laughs> That's how I felt Every time I saw him I liked his kid
0: brother better Less yes, yeah, absolutely <laughs> I liked him And I liked um, Sarah Who had absolutely No personality at all No Because I liked her boy Sarah is utterly
2: was cute Utterly one useless in the movie, man. Yes. I'll just say it right now because we're not going to talk to her in depth. Like <laughs> no, yeah. she's yeah.
0: useless in
3: this movie.
0: <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> um, I mean, really. Give
2: yeah, him someone as a
3: kiss at the end. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and did you uh, like going back and watching? Because I, I reviewed this film today, and going back and watching that kiss at the end, like Christian Bale really commits, and yeah. she doesn't. So no, it's, she just like, she just it's just like it's just like he he is like <laughs> eating her face for like. And then what breaks when. what breaks up that kiss is her brother coming in and like hugging them awkwardly. So it's like so. he's he's getting in between their mouths. Like it's just so. I much would rather like, brother, like Teddy really, Roosevelt really, just yeah. got in there and been like leave room. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt, who says nothing but looks so creepy throughout the so end of that movie. Creepy. Maybe I don't like this movie as much as I thought <laughs> I did. But, uh, but anyway, uh, so anything else? Uh, Owen, you got anything to say on, on David? What your thoughts on him? Word. You know, I'm I'm bored with talking about it. <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair
2: enough. Fair enough. I got to well, talk about the it. guy who plays it in ours. he's yeah, very he's good. To so this is not a reflection. His, yeah, he's excellent. Is who's, so? Who's is it so Levi? Levi. Yeah, Levi's What's great. His last Levi Armin Trout.
3: Oh, I can never say it. Okay, yeah. No, nice. he's, he
2: was in uh, the so Muni's production of Sweeney Todd. and just killed um, it. So like, he's so he's oh, is football. that guy? Yeah, yes. yeah he was. He uh, was Toby. Good. So yeah, he's he's really great. He's stellar. That's excellent. So the good part is he's got.
0: A low bar
3: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Thank you David Moscow Basketball
0: the laundry up there <laughs> So there's a My lot new favorite <laughs> There's a lot of, There's a lot of other newsies There's like Blinky and Sleepy and Doc And all that But oh, we okay. we can skip so some of them I I do want to Spot Con- uh, Conlon is He's excellent. Spot Uh,
3: Spot uh, Conlon is played by uh,
0: Gabriel Damon. Uh, So so good.
3: Dynamic. Has he
0: done? uh, I'm. You know, I always confused him for Adam Banks and The Mighty Ducks. I
2: always
3: Uh, thought it was played by the same actor, but I don't think it is. Similar. If they're Spot Conlon, did
0: you know he was Littlefoot in The Land Before Time? (laughs) Oh my!
3: (laughs) That's fantastic. I love. Excellent. The Uh, original uh, one. Yes, the original.
0: I thought the original one was
2: like. Murdered? <laughs> is this someone else? Oh, no, uh, well, yeah. maybe he was murdered. Bird. I mean, he hasn't done anything hasn't since two thousand and six. Oh. This is not it a true crime podcast. Yeah, Come on. He was not. He
3: was. He was older in Newsies, I think, than some. So people. this is
2: someone else. Oh wow. Who was murdered? Does he have a death date? One of the. Uh, Dinosaurs in the original one, the little kids
0: does not. Maybe it was Petrie. was something. probably Petrie because he's the cutest. So, um. yeah. oh uh, gosh, bringing up.
3: Some he facets. also plans in the
0: future to continue his acting career. So when unless he he's doing that? that from beyond. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh gosh, it's his bio here on IMDb. So, okay. um,
3: yeah, no murders.
0: <laughs> he's actually in the post-production side of the business. Okay, now, oh, so okay. but you know he does a great job in this film. Uh, don't really want to spend too much time on him. I want to go right in to Robert Duvall. Well, I just have
2: to call out, he's got one of my favorite lines in the movie, which is, what is this jack a talking walking mouth? Like, that's one of my favorite right <laughs> it. It's yeah. when da- they first go to see him, and Davey's, like, trying to, like, talk, talk to him. like, yeah, oh, oh, you know, like, you gotta come oh, do this. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. What is this jack-a-walking mouth? And then it's just like, <laughs> he's the best, man. Scott <laughs> so the, the hero of this
0: movie. For sure. Um, so, Robert Duvall in this man. movie... Um, I don't know if he phoned it in or like if he just... I To me, I imagine in this film that he got his lines and the director said... Like, he gave him his script yeah. two seconds before he went on, and so he had that surprise look in his face, like, oh, my God, I'm in this scene? I'm going to act now! You, know, like, you have to try to be this strange so, on camera. So, like, feel- like, if I was the Pulitzer estate, I would be suing Disney for a defamation. Because, well, first of all, in the real-life story, yeah, like, Pulitzer and Hearst, not great guys in this whole saga sure. but they're portrayed as so evil Dilliness. and maniacal in this and that was not necessarily the case um in in real life but he robert duvall it goes for it there's a scene <laughs> where he's talking to jack for the first time in his office and he tells him to be quiet but not only does he he tells him to be quiet while jack's talking and then there's a second or two break and then he goes I told you to be quiet Jack's not speaking Jack's not speaking he's not doing anything like Sorry, I, mean, I just peeked your mic. No, um, but, you peeked yours. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's he's going
2: for something here. I mean, like, this isn't lazy acting. This no, is he's doing, doing something. He's doing like something. That takes dedication. <laughs> <Yeah>. He's <laughs> got his eye on Brian and he's weird, going for it. And I'm going to do it hard. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, the director of this movie, Kenny Ortega, he's not exactly known for restraining his actors in the movies he directs. But I'm just saying, like, this is, like... There's moments in this where you generally look at Robert Duvall and It's like, are you okay, like with what you're doing yeah. right now?
0: It doesn't make sense. Towards oh, no. the end, when they open up the windows, and yeah, he's it's just sick. like, he's just like, send
3: go them home. away, go, go home, home. <laughs> go home. And I'm just like, come
0: on, but he's got like an it. Academy Award, doesn't he? Or yeah, he he does. he's nominated. Oh, yeah. He's got an Oscar. Uh, <laughs> Really? Nah, he was there. He left it home for this one. I
3: always felt the makeup. His makeup was weird. I always felt like he yeah. made his face look He looked like good. Santa like, Claus. Yeah, 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 he had like a crazy eyebrows. I remember that from a, yeah. a child. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: like, well, far. maybe that's because that's probably what they were going for. Oh, and we keep cutting you off. What were you going to say? Okay. It's okay. The star needs
2: <laughs> to speak. <That's> <laughs> um, but no, I remember the I think it's in the same documentary that's at the end of the thing that... um he was their first choice oh, yeah. for Pulitzer. They kind of just like sent him the offer kind of on a whim. Like, yeah, this isn't really going to happen. And yeah. then he came back a few days later and was like, yeah, I'll do it. And So then I think he probably showed up to the set and they were like, That's why they forgot To get him a script Beforehand beforehand. (laughs) Guess uh, Guess what we're doing Maybe they like You know Yeah He like actually showed up And he was just teaching him a lesson Like Think out what you send letters to Kids I'm Uh, gonna teach you To just send letters out (laughs) And uh, the part where he's uh, like, there's one part where he's uh, talking to the cops, right? He wants them to bust up the rally in the movie, and he tells them like, "Oh, we'll just do it quietly." And he says, "No, not quietly, not quietly." And then I'm pretty sure the line reading was, "I want them to see what would happen to those who would lead." And he like holds on lead, and I was like, "What is that choice?" All of the scenes in his office too are lit yes. so oh god. god so good. Yeah. Yeah. Like- totally it's like trying to go for a West Wing type.
0: Things. I think not they, they are. There. Yeah, yeah, for cool. sure. They could have brought in Aaron Sorkin would have uh, helped a it's little so bit. It's so messed yeah. up
2: though. I mean it, it, it
0: has to be seen to be believed. Like
2: it, we can yeah. do impressions and stuff but it's just, <laughs> once you see it you're just sitting there like God you want an Oscar? Like yeah. how?
0: Well let's talk about the two adult actors. The last two I want to focus on that I think did do a good job and we'll talk about President Whitmore first. Bill Pullman. He does a great job as kind of the, the mentor to this newsy crew. He's the guy from the outside, he's from the sun, and he, of course, he's from the sun because they get that mm-hmm. picture. Oh, of yeah. you know, uh, he's gonna be the muckraker of this whole thing, and he goes in, helps the newsies organize, uh, which really, journalistically, his ethics are way out the yeah. window. <laughs> uh, but then at the end of the movie, he's that's he's hundreds. the one that actually provides them the printing press to get them started, so they can start distributing their pamphlets and all that. So uh, I like Bill Pullman in this movie. I think he does a good job. He he's not over the top by any means. Um, definitely counters counterbalances Robert Duvall, especially in the scenes that they interact. But yeah, it I enjoy his performance in this film. Yeah, he, so.
2: he doesn't sing a whole ton to my recollection. Just in New King of New York, it's pretty nice when he does, too. Yeah, I, I, mean, I thought he, he was like delightful.
3: It. I had yeah. like a... Like oh,
2: well, a, no, keep going, sorry. Oh,
3: I was going to say, I had like a like a dad crush on him. I thought he was like really cute. <laughs> and it's funny, because now that I'm thinking about it, he is basically in the stage show replaced by Catherine. Yeah.
2: Oh, Catherine and Sarah are kind of like... Melded into <laughs> the they get rid of
3: Bill Pullman and bring in a pretty girl. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> sorry, Bill. No, but he, that seems they uh, couldn't find
0: another guy on Broadway to be in the show. There's <laughs> just there's all there's all too many. Up. There's all too the many
2: here. <laughs> no, but that's a, you, King of New York is I think his best scene in that because mm-hmm. like it's just like yeah. the joy that he has. You really like seeing him be a boy, like, yeah. Yeah. a part of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and it's just like when he's sitting there dancing with him, like doing the the chicken move, I call it. And oh yeah, and you know like the right routes of shooting or something like but it's, it's, it's yeah like he's a, he's got a really good center in this and like when he has to the senior has to go and tell him like i can't cover you yeah. anymore and help you anymore like there's actually a lot of good sad. like little dramaticness that he's putting there you know like mm-hmm. and trying to explain to these kids why you can't help them anymore
0: and yeah he's really good in this movie what's funny is that in the dramatic um speeches that he gives to the newsies i see a little president whitmore now like there's like mm-hmm. one speech in particular where he's talking about like fighting for their rights and and like mm-hmm. all I'm hearing in the background is like today we celebrate our <laughs> Independence Day, like, <laughs> Day. <laughs> yeah. so uh, he does an excellent job. And let's go and speak to, about uh, Courtney's character in yeah. uh, this, <laughs> and Anne Margaret. What did you think of her performance?
3: Well, I always love Anne Margaret, so I loved her. However, her song is horrendous. <laughs> Which it one? It is. That Hoochie Cooch one. Yeah. <laughs> the, first, the first one is just
0: terrible. It's so bad. It's one of those where My I feel Vita. like in order to land her, they had to give her more songs. Yeah. But that's, that's awesome. also one of those songs that the movie could be five minutes shorter, and I think it <laughs> <Yep>. benefit <laughs> be from that. Because minutes. at two hours runtime, this movie does drag a little bit in yes. parts. The musical, I would say, doesn't drag... Because because what mm, they did yeah. was they replaced some of that heavy dialogue with more songs. Yeah. And they upbeat. They made it upbeat. And I think so that, I that's why it. this was kind of like a cult classic when it came. Like, people our age really enjoyed this movie for the most part. But when it first came out, this movie was not overly successful. Mm-mm. Really, the, the musical was a, a risk. Because instead of an established property like Little Mermaid or Tarzan mm-hmm. or Beauty and the Beast or Lion King, they're throwing newsies out here, which you know, didn't perform all that well as a movie, but it's really taken off as a musical. Yes. But, yes. Uh, sorry, I totally went on a tangent. What were you going to say about Ann-Margaret?
3: Oh, I don't know if I was going to. No. <laughs> I, well. I, I was just, I, I liked her in the, I mean, I always wanted to be her. I mean, she was beautiful, <laughs> and I loved her in other in other shows, too, and then she's in this, and she's helping all of these adorable young boys, and I was like, oh, I want to be her when I grow up. Yeah, so that's,
2: that's why I liked well, M. I. A. Mean, how old was she when in '92? She, like, I
3: mean, she was. She has
2: Should to be in like her fifties or sixties. Yeah. Yeah, um she,
0: she, she's hey. still still acting today. Yeah, uh, but,
2: but, but I mean, like the the sense of like you're right. Like even in this movie, like in her fifties or sixties, she is gorgeous yeah, in this super movie. Super
3: beautiful. She um, was born in uh,
2: 1941, so she would have been 51 years. There you ago. go. And I mean, she's gorgeous in this movie. Yeah, her songs are lame, but I she's mean, in the lame. movie,
3: and, yeah, it's different in the musical. Yeah, it's
2: very different in they the cut musical. Down but one.
3: <laughs> she, I mean,
2: like high times, hard times is a little fun, but that's mostly because it's kind of like that papa drinking song. And, but, yeah, like, and I loved, like, when I bought the DVD for this way before it became even bigger of a cult hit, literally the front cover is, like, the Newsies and Christian Bale doing, like, one of their big jump moves, and then right above it it says Robert Duvall and Margaret Newsies. And I'm yeah. Like,
3: <laughs> yeah. You had no
2: idea what you had with Christian Bale, mm-hmm. did you? And, like, But she's, she's fine. I do like when the cops start breaking it up. She has some good dramatic, like, yelling moments that are pretty yes. good. but.
3: No and supposedly, her, her character is based on a real person. I think so too. Yeah. Um, I think her name's actually Meta, Meta. It was something like that. I can't remember. I was reading about it hmm. the other day, but she has she's based on two people. Okay, kind of combined. Kind of combined together. That did help. Um, like kids and orphans mm-hmm. and that kind of thing nice. who own Va- vaudeville theater yeah
0: mm-hmm. so uh you mentioned on our text thread i want to dive <laughs> into this a little bit
3: um, <laughs> oh, no. got you, do you uh, <laughs> i mean so do you think jack and, and her had a bit of a romantic relationship well see here's the thing that is how i wanted to play it <laughs> <laughs> and then owen's like uh i don't know about owen, this owen told me i was inappropriate <laughs>
2: I recall yeah. no such conversation.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I said, I mean, You were standing, up, you were sitting on top. It was right before you went on stage for the first scene. And I said, Hey, Owen. You're like yeah, and I was like, I'm gonna play it like I took your virginity. <laughs> you were 16, and he just started laughing. And somebody said that's inappropriate. He's like, talk about inappropriate, and then he pointed to me. <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> it's all coming back. It's all there. That's
2: excellent. That's just excellent. Know.
0: Well, how do you uh, respond to that, and or talk about Anne Margaret as meta?
2: Um, well, I think this this was an interesting thing that um, Chaz taught us newsies one night. He said that um, in his process with this show, um, before their final callback to do the tour, that the director talked to all of them and he was like, he basically explained to try to not be offensive. He was like, "I'm not trying to say don't act gay and that you need to be masculine to some of these these dancer boys." Because like it's more the idea of you are twelve years old and eighteen ninety nine you have no sexuality. <laughs> it's it's neither way at all. Yeah. But it's so, trying to survive. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not you know, it's not so like when the girl <laughs> comes by, it's still like a cooties thing. It's not you know, it's not mean, only thing we get with her later. However, the caveat to that was like except for you, Jack. You're a little more experienced. <laughs> <with> <laughs> because yes. of oh. metal. Because <laughs> of <a> metal. <artist>. <laughs> <laughs> metal
3: there. Yes,
2: I think there could be some uh, yeah, validity. Find this. <laughs> we'll pose the question on Facebook.
3: <laughs> Scott will love that. To, for to sure. be clear, I've been told explicitly to not play it that way. <laughs> yes. because he's She's 16 years at old. The HR <laughs> She's okay. more motherly yeah. now. Now I'm like a crazy aunt, <laughs> <laughs> like a crazy smoking <laughs> cigarette aunt. Uh, that's excellent.
0: Um, and what? Do you, how do you feel about Ann Margaret's performance in the movie?
2: Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> enough said right Yeah, I didn't think she was very memorable, clearly. Uh, fair enough. Put that on the enough. DVD box. <laughs> and what's your so, <laughs> Dot, 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 dot. Un- usually,
0: we go through, <laughs> usually we go through favorite songs, what worked and what didn't work. I feel like we got a lot of that, and I, I don't want to keep you guys for too long. Um, I just want to go around the table and talk about our favorite song, and that'll be kind of our way of starting to wrap this thing up. And for me, it's right off the bat when they're seeing uh, Carry the Banner. It, it sets up the movie. You see these, uh, at the beginning, the shot. Comes in and all the newsies are sleeping on the statue or like just around and then mm-hmm. they go into the like the barracks looking things because again in this uh, podcast um, that I just listened to they they went into like how all these newsies lived these 12 year old eight year olds one of them lived inside of a safe um, and he was like <laughs> writing a like writing a journal from inside of a safe. Oh, wow. So it kind of sets up that image of old New York, um, and I think that the dancing in that number is excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a great start of the movie, and I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, is there a particular song from the movie that you enjoy? I'll start with Owen. Yeah. I really like um, The World Will Know Yes,
2: yes. the movie. And honestly, I think that's partly because... I think that's one of the most similar from how they do it in the movie and how they do it in the stage show. Yeah. Because I think they improve all the songs, like, across the boards. But that one was, I think, the one that is closest already yeah, to what it needed right. to be to be, like, a successful, you know, Whoa. Broadway number. Yeah, I mean, like, um, the, the musical, they pump so up, like, the electric guitars and really full yeah. it, like, full it out mm-hmm. and stuff. And... Yeah, but That one, they already had the right idea. Oh, in that, that one gets yeah. you pumped. Oh, I mean, yes. Sarah, Sarah told me a while back that she listens to that when she's working out, because oh, yeah. it just gets her angry and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like, that song's amazing. Gets you yelling. Yeah. Gordy.
3: I love all of them. However, the song that I have sang the most in my living room or car since 1992 is Santa Fe which yeah. it's, and I don't know if it's, a, it's, not necessarily the performance, but there's something about that song. And I was in love with Christian Bale, obviously. So, but I have sang that and then Owen sings it beautifully and performs it and it's magical. And I think that it was, for me, my favorite song. Of well, the whole, it's kind of a, it's that it's that whole longing. I mean, Santa Fe is an idea,
0: yes. a concept that you're reaching for, especially in the movie because you can tell that Christian Bale's character Jack Kelly has been thinking about this for so long, um, and it, it does come across really, really genuine and really sincere. Yes, I
3: identified with a lot you know, of it. it was what's like, with
0: like, I was going to bring? The, what's with Santa Fe? Because like, so this movie comes out in '92. They focus on Santa Fe. Jonathan Larson puts it in Rent oh, yeah, for in 1996. Right. <laughs> 26 yeah. is when rent comes out. I, what's and, what all these um, New Yorkers wanting January
2: 10th 2015 I went there for my honeymoon. There
0: you go. <laughs> is it is it all that you imagined it, was it would be? A little great. It little was a foreshadowing city, for this role, right? yes. the Illuminati stuff here. Is that what you so when you auditioned, you were just like, uh yes, yeah, so this is I went to Santa Fe, so I I know. Yeah. right. Okay. It. It's, it's, it's dreamy. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um but I I just wonder what it's Maybe it's just the out west kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But it's that longing for the frontier, the free place where you can still make
2: something of yourself. Yeah. Jeremy, um, <laughs> let's try to keep you to just one uh, song. Well, uh, I mean... Jeremy I, likes I to will. break the rules. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll choose one song, but the, the MVP of the whole movie, not spot it is is Alan Menken because... Mm-hmm. Alan Menken, not, not enough people know that man's name, and they really should, because every song you love from Disney came from his brain, and like, I, I absolutely am floored at the song catalog that this man has put together, mm-hmm. and this is one of those now that is getting a lot more attention, the songs he wrote for Newsies, um, because my favorite story is that they wanted, when they were turning this into the stage musical, they went to him, just asked permission for the songs for the movie, and they're like, we got somebody else, you know, we don't want to take up your time to write new songs or anything, and he said... Um, no, 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 if you're going to do a musical, I'm definitely writing the new song. So, like, they assumed he didn't want to, like, you know, but he was like, no, I love this score, and I really want to, like, do it. And so he demanded that they let him write the song. It's like, oh, well, okay. (laughs) Yes, please. Yeah, but my favorite song is King of New York for two reasons. One, I already said, because just the camaraderie and the fun that that is. Mm -hmm. And plus, I just, I love musically just what the piano does there with that that bass line. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just really cool. Mm -hmm. But also, the story behind and that is that while they were making this film, Ortega, the director, came to him and said, "We need more stuff with the boys in Denton interacting. Like, we need something for them to have fun." He came in the next day with that song. Wow! That's awesome. So he wrote oh "King of New York" gosh. in one night, That's and then incredible. they filmed it like over the next three days. And I was like, "Of course, you wrote that in one night." Well, like I you're mentioned, a man.
0: like I mentioned in the Mary Poppins episode that we just released last month. Um, the the Walt Disney company would not be the Walt Disney that we know without the hiring of Richard and Bob Sherman mm-hmm. and alan menken. alan menken without those without those three gentlemen like basically that's your entire childhood as far as all of your sa- song catalog mm-hmm. i mean they they wrote, wrote them all and, and we're not joking
2: everything besides mulan and the lion king alan menken wrote from the disney animated catalog mm-hmm. yeah. so
0: and then going back to the 60s anything from jungle book and uh, all those Classic mm-hmm. songs, the Tiki Room, all those mm-hmm. all written by the Sherman brothers, so um, pretty incredible stuff, so I want to just give the opportunity to you guys if you have anything else that you want to bring up about the movie, and then we 'll just kind of wrap it up i don 't
3: really have anything else about the movie okay i mean it's it was, it's, it's a good. great it's a, you know you I came off see as, it, watch it once yeah. at least I came off
0: as harsh against this movie a bit, um, and it 's more. Because of some of the portrayals, it, it really has a good heart to it, yeah. and I think I think I'm jaded in the fact that now we have this musical that, in my opinion, is so much better. Oh yeah, so and beautiful. that's why all of you should go see it um, yes. because it the musical really fixes some of the issues mm-hmm. that I had. With the with the movie, so mm-hmm. I really do appreciate you guys coming in. Uh, can you, you plug can the show us. with the, all the information, like where to get tickets and stuff? Do you know all that? Uh huh. Owen's uh-huh. pulling it up on the phone. Yeah, we've so. got it. Sure we got Sure, Right do. in our brains. Yeah, you, Let's
3: start right now. <laughs> Let's start right now. <laughs> I know it opens July seventh. It does at the Legacy Theater in Springfield, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> zip,
0: zip code. Uh, <laughs> <I know.
3: laughs>
2: you can uh, uh-huh. get <laughs> tickets at at the Legacy. AT the legacycom Yes, that's the tricky
3: part, I Um know. And we're all running the
2: pull it up July seven through nine, and then the next week we go the twelfth through the sixteenth, so that's Wednesday through Sunday, and the following week the nineteenth through the twenty
0: third, which is the same Wednesday through Sunday. Excellent. That's fantastic. And the Sunday shows are mad nays. everything yes, else starts at so everything else is eight o'clock. Eight, 8 o'clock. o'clock. Sunday is
3: Two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <That> <laughs> that's two o'clock. Right. Okay, cool. Two o'clock. <laughs> Owen will show up. Uh, we promised. <laughs> I'll that. be there. Uh Jeremy, <laughs> why well, do you do our plugs? Sure, go to the dot com.
2: You can find everything there. Um search us on Facebook the front row movie reviews are on Twitter at front row reviews and uh, after this episode uh, very special this is dropping on a Wednesday so on Friday we are going to be giving you our teas for our official new spin-off episodes of uh, what show we're doing next uh, started with Scott and Brandon's Zone the Twilight Zone show and uh, we are doing another uh, special show that we'll be spinning off on its own but you get to see the preview and hear the preview uh, this Friday so That's tune in for that excellent I'm so pumped for what you guys did it's going to be, be recorded, interesting like the
0: first Season. And, yeah, we recorded um, a season
2: already, but yeah. also watch for our Spider Man Homecoming. Full disclosure on Monday. So oh, excellent. Oh, so oh, we got oh, a, a lot, a it. lot of stuff,
0: <laughs> a lot of stuff coming okay. up. Um, as far as Beyond the Mouse uh, in the month of August, I've got a couple of different ideas I'm pursuing. Uh, some future episodes in the f- uh, sometime in the near future. Going to talk to a good buddy who is doing a Run Disney event. We're going to talk all about Run oh. Disney, uh, which will be kind of fun. And then uh, also. I I am pursuing. I've, I've gotten contact with this great vlogger that I really lo- love, and uh, he might be willing to come on the show. We're hoping for that for the August show, or I might just released a bonus episode of Beyond the Mouth. So. Uh, also,
2: don't forget Brett Rutherford is going to be a correspondent for us at the D23 um, Expo. Yeah, this D23 call, so so is here,
0: so awesome. so in August we'll definitely have Brett back to talk about exactly. all the stuff well, that he got to experience. He's going to be giving us some live updates from D23 oh, this year. So that's excellent. <laughs> excellent. Well, thank you all for supporting us. Uh, thank you guys. For coming in. Yeah. Thank you. Break a leg. I am Thank super you. pumped for this show. I can't wait to see it. Glad that uh, the legacy bringing newsies to Springfield. And uh, yeah, just break a leg, guys. And with that, I am Craig McFarland, Jeremy Geckner, Courtney Wick, Owen Beams. And we will see you in the front row and sell you some papes <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> And it's for we'll Fun, and it ain't show and we'll fight on toes.